There are so many supplements out there. How do you choose? If there was just one supplement that Trey and I would recommend, it's definitely Ningxia Red. We have consistently drank Ningxia every day since May of 2015. It's a whole body health and wellness supplement that's a powerhouse full of antioxidants and nutrition. Ningxia Red is made with pureed wolfberries, also known as goji berries, along with blueberry, plum, cherry, aronia, and pomegranate juices. These are very high in antioxidants that boost immunity and protect your body against oxidative stress. It also has food-grade essential oils like orange and lemon, yuzu, and tangerine. These provide an incredible dose of D-limonene. Trust me, Google that. This is just a two-ounce shot of liquid gold, and it supports your body for better energy and healthy cellular function. Why is that? Well, that's because you're getting antioxidants equivalent to eating like eight pounds of carrots and 16 whole oranges. Trust me, your liver and your eyes will thank you. If you'd like more information, visit my website, www.amycastles.com. What was the first thing that your mom would ask you before you'd go to bed at night? Did you brush your teeth? I don't know about you, but my mom always asked that. Since I was a kid, healthy gums and teeth have always been important to me. But after a lot of research, I figured out that there's actually a lot of junk in the commercial toothpaste. Everything from SLS to artificial flavors and colors, sweeteners even. And I didn't like the way that they didn't actually get my teeth super clean. I felt like they weren't really actually supporting good overall oral health. Well, I'm so excited to tell you about a product that I created in 2016. Sparkle Dust is a non-toxic, chemical-free tooth cleansing powder that instantly brightens and strengthens and remineralizes your teeth and your gums. It will leave your teeth feeling like never before. They will feel cleaner, smoother, and brighter. You will feel like you just left the dentist. I love that feeling. Sparkle Dust is made from nine different organic earth-sourced ingredients, including minerals and clays. It's a natural solution proven to get you the smile that you've always dreamed of. Learn more about Sparkle Dust by visiting my website at www.mysparkledust.com. It's time for a healthy dose of According to the Castles, the show where we talk about marriage, family, faith, health, nutrition, fitness, and so much more. And now, please welcome your hosts, Amy and Trey Castles. Hello, hello. Happy December. Ho, ho, ho. So today is actually December 1st, but by the time you're hearing this podcast episode, it'll be December 15th. So Merry Early Christmas. I hope y'all are having a wonderful December so far. Just started. Some of you have probably already got all your Christmas shopping done. Freaking overachievers. We're not that at all we are procrastinators well you know what we did this year for the first time ever what we actually got our christmas stuff up before thanksgiving i think that was a total win on our part because we came home from our thanksgiving and everything was up well the only reason we did it is because we normally do it the weekend after well friday saturday after thanksgiving yeah and we were out of town so we thought ahead for once i can't believe it We're changing. We're growing. We're maturing. Thanks, Bonnie Hubert, Dr. Bonnie Hubert, who we had on our (laughs) podcast, who helped us to learn to be better planners. I think we listen to our own podcasts and get better. I like to listen to us and I'm like, God, that's a great idea. Good job, Trey. Good job, Amy. Yeah, I don't think that. Oh, I do. All the time. We're also wearing a Mickey Mouse sweater. I'm wearing a vintage, if you're watching this on YouTube, I'm wearing a vintage Mickey Mouse clubhouse sweater Mm -mm. shirt. That looks like 
something from eighth grade cheerleader. It's like something out of a sock hop going back to the 60s. Yeah, but I got it out of my aunt's closet. And then this is a vintage Fantasyland Mickey Mouse pin. And this is so comfortable. I have to say this is so comfortable. Very happy for you. You know what? I've talked about my aunt a lot on these episodes since I got back in October because I was just completely taken back by the way that her life ended. And I found out yesterday that her house had extreme mold in it and asbestos. Asbestos, And, you know, it's interesting because while I was there, I got a ton of headaches. Every time I was at that house, I would get a headache. It was like just this dull headache and it was a musty smell in the house. But I thought it was just because she was a hoarder and she had so much stuff. But it goes to show how much Keeping up with your house every year and every season is a good idea because you want to clean things out because it becomes a health hazard to have all of that stuff in the house. And I actually started watching some shows on hoarders because I wanted to understand it more and kind of what was going behind the scenes in her heart and in her mind. But the dirty side is, no pun intended, is (laughs) that the house actually becomes a health hazard hazard, a, a safety hazard, yeah. because you're missing things that might be wrong. Holes in the deck, which my aunt had holes in the deck that was covered up with boxes. So if she had moved the boxes randomly and stepped in it, she could have hurt herself or like in her case, the mold and the asbestos that yeah. was in it's, the house. It's sad. That's, you know, it's wild mental health. It's important. So today we're talking about a lot of different things that that relate to December And hopefully some of the things that we'll say in here will help you through the rest of the month. And just us talking it out is going to help us. And these are some of the things that we have learned through the years and we're still learning to this day. So first I want to talk about Christmas presents. (laughs) So Trey's Christmases growing up looked very different than mine. Mine were awesome. Trey got everything he wanted. I wouldn't say everything, but I've got a lot of the things. I was spoiled. Very had, much so. Thanks, had, mom and dad. You had fun Christmases. Yeah. There were presents under the trees. There were the exposed ones that didn't get wrapped that were from Santa. You know, it, it was funny because River, we have the, uh, is it the elf? We do the elf? Yeah, Ellie the elf. the elf. And, you know, Ellie comes every time the tree comes in. Mm-hmm. And River's still die hard and loves all of that. And so he wrote down his Christmas list and he put it in Ellie's hands. And on that list, there was all these different toys that I hadn't even ever heard of. And I'm like, man, where did you hear about this stuff? And it's from the TV shows that he watches and the YouTubes that he watches. And it's from those commercials that uh-huh. get thrown in there. And Marketing you, to kids. Yeah. Well, I, well, you want to talk about Christmas presents, how I knew what I wanted back then. John and I were talking before the show started about vintage TV shows, kid shows, He-Man, Speed Racer, G.I. Joe, Transformers. We watched those every day when we got home from school. And in the commercials were all of the characters and, and action figures and things that were now brought to life in the stores from those shows. And I would always go to my mom and tell her, I want this and I would love this. And I'd, I really like this. And then sure enough, man, Christmas would come and I'd have that and big five were. foot, you know, GI Joe aircraft carrier sitting down there with a beautiful little GI Joe jet and a tank and, you know, 10 characters. And I'd sit there and play with that for months and months and months. And I had the complete opposite. <laughs> I maybe was 
able to ask for like one or two presents. It wasn't that I was told not to. It's just, I just knew. I mean, it wasn't, I think a kid has to be prompted to give them a whole list or that somehow, some way they've learned to ask for a whole list. So maybe either you were told make your whole list for Christmas or maybe a friend did, you know, I don't know. But in our scenario, we just knew we were not getting a huge list. It wasn't, my parents didn't have the money. It yeah. just wasn't there, but we did get a few things and we were really appreciative of those things that we got, but we did not grow up with a ton of toys. First off, my mom didn't like a lot of clutter in the house. So we just didn't have a lot of toys, but it was also a money thing too. And we moved multiple times. So you know, you kind of clear things out. But what we did get was really special. So the way I grew up with Christmas was family spending time together and having a nice candlelight dinner. I remember my mom making always a beautiful dinner and we would have candles lit and it was so special. And so it was more the reason for the season. Jesus is the reason for the season. And we would learn about the Christmas story and then we would learn, you know, that it was giving. Mm -hmm. And so our presents were very simple, but it was very nostalgic too. So I loved the way that I grew up for Christmas. And I'm, I'm glad that you love the way that you grew up for Christmas. Well, I learned later as an adult that Jesus is for the season. But when I was a kid, it was like, no, the season's for presents and Santa Claus. Gimme, gimme, gimme. It's all about me, me, me. No. So, But I now, did respect my toys and I did keep them all you know, in my room, I was all OCD and I had them all lined out and had them perfect and I would play with them all the time. My favorite year was the year that I got a bike. Like, I mean, well, we were playing outside. We were what playing. Was your first bike? You were playing with, you know, these aircraft carriers and I was playing with sticks and making a fort. Well, I but, would use know. the sticks to use it as rockets into the aircraft carrier. So I would play with the sticks too. So I was the latchkey kid on my new bike with that was just riding around Christmas too. Day. I got a mongoose. You also got a bike and included to your other stuff. It was a blue <laughs> and white checkered mongoose, 1985, now vintage model. Loved that bike. I just wanted it's a basket. A I just wanted a basket on the seat of my bike. a basket and a bell. So, so Trey and I have had to learn how to merge our two philosophies behind Christmas and, you know, have our own family Christmas in a way that is special, that also lines up with our values and... I don't know. For me, I have definitely gone more towards Trey's side of the Christmas. With the kids, I have through the years, like I went through, there was a period of time where I was wanting to get them everything on their list. And then I kind of backed up because I was like, this is stupid. I mean, <laughs> this is ridiculous. These kids don't even know all the stuff that they're getting and they're not even playing with it anyway. Because our older two kids, they didn't really play with presents. Mm -hmm. And we did not have the money when they were younger to buy them everything anyway. So I was, you know, I would go to garage sales. I would get stuff from Goodwill. Like, you know, a seven-year-old, they don't care. Like, they don't care if it's used toy. And you wanted something to open, get the euphoric yeah. dump of it, and then it goes in the corner. We may get them the one, two things that they wanted. But with River... I see the benefits of both because we don't buy him presents except for on his birthday when he gets presents from his birthday party or Christmas. We're not getting him a whole lot of toys or unless he's earned it for some whatever reason, but he actually plays with the toys. So at some point with Avery and Evan, them. he takes care of them. He does. Avery and he Evan knows just exactly where they're at. Avery and Evan grew up playing outside more together and with the yeah. other kids on the street. River doesn't necessarily have that. So he's played more with toys 
but he naturally did from the time we were young anyway. I don't know. You know, it, it changes every year. But at some point, and I would say it was probably about five or six years ago, I was like, okay, this should not be a stressful time. Like we're stressing out about getting the extended family members Christmas presents. And I remember one year we literally handed a family member a $50 gift card for something. And they handed us a $50 gift card for something else. And I was like, this is ridiculous. This is dumb. Like, this is not the season. Like, why did I stress out about going to the store to go buy this $50 gift card? And then they probably took their time to go buy a $50 gift card. And then we're just exchanging it. Like, that's dumb. Like, for what? It's like we buy into this whole season of you've got to get everybody a present of this and that. I don't know. It was just, it became too much. You know, I like to think that my present is my presence. Right? Ooh. Ooh. Well, Nobody cares about me. (laughs) It's not a bad, it's a bad present. I have always appreciated giving something from the heart. So I like to give things from the time Avery and Evan were little, I would make something. No, you did that the first year we were dating. Do you remember what you made? What? Do you remember those trays? Oh, I think so. You took an actual wooden tray that has the handles on it. Mm -hmm. And then you took pictures of, of our family, of my family. And then you cut them out in a collage, glued them onto the tray, and then put that clear epoxy or whatever it was called on there. Yeah, resin. And we still have those to this day. And you gave them to Mandy and and the rest of the family. And it was something that 20 years later was one of your first gifts to our family that we still have. Christmas ornaments. I, I think I took one year, I took pictures, and then I sandwiched them between two pieces of glass. And then I took it to a lady and had her solder the edges. And yeah. then I just put on the rings or the, the ribbon and stuff. But so I, you've always given from the heart. And then you I, know, do I enjoy would couple that. in with you know, some of the material things. But and I so have years where I feel like doing that and I'm in the mood. And then I have years <laughs> where I'm like, screw it, just tell me what you want. I want for the kids, I think that's okay. I want to give them what they want to a certain extent, but I want them to grow up being excited to give a present yeah. more. This is a gift. When you giving. receive a gift, it doesn't matter what it is. It's something that somebody else is is willing and, and able and took the time and effort to give to you. So right. you be appreciative of it. So this year, all that to be said. Yeah, what are we doing this year? All that Going to be and said. Buying some gift cards? <laughs> no, all that to be said, I bought River a bunch of presents on Amazon. <laughs> Nice. And it was so easy. I have, we, okay. (laughs) Trey and I, like I said, we've always been procrastinators and we would end up making things or shopping like at the last minute. And this year, I actually bought River's presents on Amazon and he's totally done because he made that cute little list and I couldn't help it. It, Only because I know that he's going to play with it. Okay. We've been talking way too long about presents. I know y'all are probably done. So what are you giving your family members for Christmas? I'm curious about that. So you'll have to comment on this episode when I post it on Instagram and tell me what your favorite thing is to do for Christmas. And, you know, some people have actually just completely said, you know what, we're not buying presents for any adult family members. It's just the kids. And, you know, that's fun you know what sometimes. I'm looking forward to for Christmas? What? We have rented a cabin in a simple place, Lake Livingston. I'm so excited about that. My mom has a cabin. My sister has a cabin. And we have a cabin. And the three of our families are going to go up there with our, our kids, our animals, ourselves. And we're going to cook out. We're going to barbecue. We're going to roast marshmallows. We're going to we're gonna play board games. We're going to watch movies. We're going to go fishing. We're going to go on nature walks. It's going to be just a peaceful, fun 
time with the family. See, that is that to me is important. That to me is so important and so exciting. I think it's better than any gift that we could give. Yep. I think it's it's the first time we've done this to where we've all gone to a neutral location as opposed to someone's home. And I'm curious to see how much stress that relieves because it's stressful to leave your home and go to somebody else's. Well, it's also stressful to host your family at your home because there's a lot of things that go into before they come and there's a lot of things that go into it after they come. So to be at a neutral spot and they'll all be able to meet and then leave. But what's cool is that exciting. we're staying in cabins separately, but next oh, door neighbors. So we all have our own we space. We can go into our own space. To retreat to. Yeah. This is going to be really cool. So that brings us into the next topic, which would be family and family dynamic when it comes to the holidays. Mm. It gets interesting as you get older and you're around other family members who are adults. You kind of start to... Well, you realize that you are family, you're blood, you love each other, but you're very different. Very different. And there's, you know, if you're smart about your differences, then you know what is kosher to talk about and what's not things that are going to bring enjoyment to the conversation versus stress to the conversation. And I think that takes some time and balance and kind of going through some bad holidays or some bad moments in the holidays to learn that for next time. But I've just always wanted to encourage us as communicators to make sure that when it is a negative or a bad experience with a family member that you call them back up when the dust settled and the smoke clears and say, hey, I love you. You know, next time we do this, let's not do this and let's try and do this and just, you know, be present, show up for that relationship and know you can't control how somebody else feels, but you can control what you do. I'm sorry. Are you going on to number three? And I didn't even prompt you to go there. It's controlling the outcomes of relationships. Boom. So what I was going to say was when we're all around family members, it's easy. I think many of us are more codependent than we realize. Or maybe not true codependent. A true codependent person has a very specific list of traits, but it doesn't mean that we're all not doing that in some capacity. And a codependent person wants to control all of these situations. And I think as a middle child, I have acted and done things like a codependent. A codependent typically is someone, well, they can be anybody, but maybe they grew up with someone who was, you know, would fly off the handle, or maybe they were an alcoholic, or maybe they had some sort of personality disorder and they were always erratic. So the codependent person always felt the need to make sure that that other person was happy. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So a codependent person feels that they need to control the situation to make sure everybody's calm, everybody's taken care of, everybody's happy. And they overexhaust themselves to make sure that there's peace, that there's happiness across the board. And the codependent people are pretty stressed out after the holidays and after Christmas time. And I could definitely say I've experienced that myself. As a middle child, the middle child is usually the one who is trying to get the family together, pull the plans in. You know, you got the oldest kid. He's like, I don't give a crap. And then, or she, and then just tell me where to come. And then you've got the youngest one who is like, you know, letting everybody do everything for them, you know, and the middle child is often the one who's like trying to gather everybody up and connect. And that has definitely been me in the past. I've finally gotten to a point where I'm like, 
I don't care anymore. I have to just let things go with the flow, like just go with the flow. Yep. Let things be. Learning to go with the flow is a hard thing, especially when you're around family. Uh, And what Trey was saying, learning to control the outcomes of relationships, you can show up at your relationship or show up in a conversation and do your very best, but controlling how that person will feel after the fact or after the Christmas, it's a scary place to get into. Yeah, you you can't get into it because you have no control of it. That's somebody else's feelings. You can't tell somebody how to feel. You can't manipulate how somebody should feel. It's just, it is what it is. So or you even have to how other people be are confident living. enough in yourself and peaceful enough in yourself to be able to do it. Or even how other people are living their life. Because think about it, we get around family members And I mean, there have been multiple times where we've been with family members and you see into their life a little bit because you're with them and you're now concerned for them and their choices and it gets you all boggled up inside. And then it puts- I don't think I've ever done that. We all have, Trey. Everyone, anybody's- I got enough problems in my life to be worried about anybody else's. We have all done that. The way that someone else lives or their choices, and then you leave the family gathering, and then you talk about it behind their back, and then you get all irritated. I take the high road. Right. (laughs) But we've all done that, though. And it's honestly, I don't know if this is age or finally learning my lesson because it would only shoot myself in the foot by doing that or just in general learning, but learn to just not give a crap. What other people's choices are. The subtle art of not giving up. F. There was a book I just saw. It says the, the subtle, the art of not giving a F. No, I said the subtle art. Oh, the subtle art of not giving F. I think it's really easy when we're around family or close friends to leave the situation and then be judgmental about the way that they lived their life and their choices. There is freedom in not having concern about that and not being just emotionally attached to their lifestyle or their choices. Or anyone in general, it's family, friends, you know, it's- Even our kids. Exactly. We're having to do that with our teenagers. It's all trying to control something that it's not in your power to control. Right. You know, whether that be a family, a friend, a child, a, a coworker, Anyone in general, if you're trying to determine or control the outcome of how somebody acts, feels, or thinks, you're going to go crazy. You're going to go bonkers. And I think in general, as family gets together over the holidays, it it's a natural thing to think you have the right and you're yeah. entitled to the right to tell your family what you think about what they're doing. And I think that's the it's biggest thing. because we thing. love and care about them. We do, but it's unsolicited advice, in my opinion. So unless somebody asks for it or a conversation naturally organically comes up around it and you can work into that conversation from love and concern, it's an easier acceptance of what you're trying to say versus of an attack on what you feel needs to be done. But here's the thing though. Hold on. And I'm talking in specifics. I mean, this isn't anything we've experienced, anything, you know, I mean, this has been over our lifetime, but I think we've been in a good place for years on that. With our family. But even if you are thinking it, people who love you and care about you can read it on your face. So if you are even- Pretty good poker player. Okay, nostril flare. Well, now everybody knows, but 
everybody well, only, knows. Tra- only you knew that. Look, he's flaring his nostrils right now because he's he's got <laughs> he's guilt. It's guilt. It's not guilt. I'm laughing. But listen, okay, you said when we're around family, friends, people that we care about, we often become judgmental of their lifestyle and their choices on an emotional level. And entitled and, to want to share it. And it will, and that's another component. But even if you didn't share, even if you didn't share, just because you don't share doesn't mean that it's not written all over your face. <laughs> it's also an energetic thing that happens. And people can sense it. People can sense through the phone. They're not even seeing you. They can sense it through a text message. Your energy towards their life or their choices is projected no matter what. So if you're feeling it at all, if we're feeling it at all, we have to check it within ourselves. Like I have to say, whoa, what was that thought? I just judged them. We don't need them to even notice it or say something. We need to check ourselves because it's not healthy within ourselves. So just if that thought is coming, this thought shouldn't even be there. Well, it kind of brings you back to when I was working with Marcia. Into me, I see. It's basically this, this infinity loop that... When you're looking at someone and they're projecting, say, anxiety, and you're getting anxious from their anxiety, then that means there's something inside of you that's still in there that needs to be worked on that's making you anxious because of them being anxious. So it's into me, I see. If you're healed from that and you don't suffer from that end of it, you can recognize it from their end, but it's no longer having an effect on you. When someone else's, in this example, anxiety starts to affect you, then you need healing from that. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so that to me is where kind of what you're saying, if you're noticing things and seeing things about friends, family, coworkers, whatever, and it's affecting you, then maybe there's something you need to work on inside you before you even attempt to have a conversation with them. Every time that I would see Marcia, and if I had an issue about another individual, she always brought it back to me. Always. It it would Mm -hmm. always come. It was never about how to deal with that other person or this. No, she would always bring it back to me and say, this is something from within you. Because why? What can we do? We can only control our own emotions and selves. Right. We have no power on anyone else. I was telling Trey, I feel like when we go to a Christmas party at a neighbor's house or something, or a get together, whatever, and you meet random people and everybody in there makes different choices and lives their lifestyle very differently, everybody. And there's absolutely zero emotional attachment. Unless a child is getting harm or an animal or something, <laughs> you're completely unattached to whatever their story is. And you're not bothered by it in any way. But for some reason, when there's family or close friends involved, we almost take it on. And I am thankful that we're in a place that that is not an issue. And we're learning a year after year how to be more and more present and joyful with our gatherings. And I love that we're very joyful and we just have so much fun when we're with your sister and the kids and we're just in the moment. We're in the moment. Yeah, we wasn't I mean, always that way. It's and really we've talked about that. Any any of our friends and family right now, I feel very comfortable and confident of being myself and who we have become in those moments. I think it's fun. Okay, so the next topic is something that we had a long discussion about this weekend. It wasn't a very good one at the beginning. <laughs> but basically, I told you last year 
I said, I wrote on my dream board that I wanted to go to marriage retreats or conferences or oh, something. You're this up. All right, let's go. Oh, I wish y'all see the YouTube right now. You could just see the look of irritability on Trey's face right now. He's like, he bring rolled. it on. Let's go. So I told Trey, I was like, okay, this year, 2023, I don't want to miss it. Okay. So y'all know, no matter where you are, I don't know about the rest of the world, but in the US, starting in <laughs> January and in spring, this is when the marriage conferences and the church, you know, like continual seminars, workshops that they start. And they they usually start in January or they'll do a spring session of some kind. I told Trey that I wanted to go to one or two or three, maybe four. And I said, I wanted to become addicted to working on our marriage and our relationship the same way that we work on our health and our wellness. And uh, Trey was instantly anxious and stressed about it because you said marriage conferences are stupid and you okay. all have to share. If, if you want me to speak my words, I okay, will, but ahead. don't put them out there. Okay. I did not say they were stupid. Mm. I said, I do not prefer that mm. method for me. But I you've think never conferences, been. I have been. I've been to many conferences. I've been to many retreats. I've been to many seminars. And I do not enjoy large groups of people. That in itself just sucks and drains my energy. You, on the other hand, he's prefer, an extrovert. He's a total extrovert. I am who I am, but you prefer to be around that energy. You draw energy from it. It drains my energy. So, no. If, Wait. Excuse me. I'm an introvert. I, are you? I'm sorry. I'm listening. I'm listening. Are you having your own thought over there while yes. I'm thinking? Yes, talking? I'm sorry. Look, you enjoy seminars. You enjoy continuing education. You enjoy conventions. You mm -hmm. enjoy all of those group things. Hey, you've taught group fitness for 20 years. You say you feed off of the energy of the room. I have told you for years, I don't like going to group fitness because I don't like being in that group of people. I like individual one-on-one -on -one or by myself. I don't like going to the seminars and the conventions because it's a lot of really big, good information, but it comes in so fast and so hard. I get overwhelmed. It actually hurts my brain and I stop, I shut down and stop learning. And then I draw the energy from the people in there and I walk out of there tired, drained and ready to go to bed. You walk out of there just pumped up, ready to tackle everything you just learned. So inherently from a personality trait, what you're asking me to do is something I don't like. So if you're wanting me to go into a, a place that I don't feel comfortable to work on ourselves, how well do you feel like I'm going to get, what do you think I'm going to get out of that? Do you see what I'm saying? So I have agreed and, and I will go because I love you and I want to make you happy, but you need to understand that those are things that I don't necessarily enjoy. What you got? Well, we've never done one. We have. We've never done. Okay. We've never done. Do you remember going to Kingwood? It was a one day thing. That was a seminar. Okay. Do you remember going well, to- this is not going as positive as I thought it would. So I'm going to go ahead and make it positive for all the people out there who do want to work on their marriage and are willing <laughs> okay, first to do all, whatever it takes. I do want to work on our marriage and I always have done whatever it takes. That's why you and I are sitting in this chair right now. Okay. So don't project that out there. My whole point to this conversation was to tell you 
that Trey and I have come to a place of agreement on what we're going to do. So there is a program called Re-Engage, and it is offered at churches all around the U.S. And we found one that is seven minutes down the road from us, and it's on Sunday mornings at 9 a.m. It's perfect because we can go at 9 a.m. We'll be done at 1020. It's not a massive group. It's a smaller group. And we're going to go, and it's 16 weeks. We start January 8th. And I am genuinely, and I told you this this morning, I'm genuinely excited about that because it compromised the things that I had concerns on and the things that you wanted to do. Right. And so we met halfway. Well, so Trey, for those of you out there that are in these loops and these conversations that you get in with your spouse, you go round and round and each of you don't withdraw from your point or from your stance. I didn't have a stance of not wanting to go. I just had some concessions that I wanted to make. If we did go, I would have preferred it to been this, this, or this. So I appreciate you doing that. So I also think that the timing on when I talked to you about it was everything. And I think it just goes to show, we've talked about this before on an episode, that timing is really important. And I don't even know what to say under somebody who is in under constant stress, but Trey's been under stress, but it's not necessarily anything. It's been chronic. It's just a phase right now. They're doing a lot with moving with offices and it's a big move. And so you've had more stress in your life. And when I asked you about that, there were two components. One, a lot of people, which automatically gives you a little bit of anxiousness and then also commitment. And when you already felt overwhelmed. So there was more than just the reasons that you listed. I also think that your state of mind of where you were emotionally I'll give you that. Yeah, had, had a lot to do with the argument that took place when I was making these suggestions that also caused me to be really emotionally upset about it when we were talking about it. But I'm really glad <laughs> that we are in a much better place. We've worked through it. We continued to converse about it. Yep. This is our life, guys. It's real and it's raw. Yeah. So yeah, all that to be said, this is the time of year that you got to start doing some research on when there's some marriage conferences and they're going to make it fun. They're going to make it inclusive for everybody. It's going to be exciting and it is going to be something that is, they're usually very inexpensive. So Trey had suggested that we go through this counselor in the Woodlands, Dr. Kara Kadem, and she does the Gottman method, which I think is really great, but it is a commitment of us driving there. And then it's also anywhere from $100 to $150 a large money commitment per well. session. And I'm like, I just want to go to the thing at our church or the church down the street. That's 12 bucks per person for a workbook, you know, and it's a convenient time and place. So you got to find what works best for you and, you know, time, money. Those are both the issue. There's also a conference called the XO conference. And that is something I've heard about for the past two or three years in a row. And we've missed it every year. It's in February for us here in Houston. And that's, an awesome conference. They make it fun. They make it interactive. So that's going to be really cool. Okay. The next thing that I want to move on to is I want to talk about the cleaning out the house. So we when like can to, we do that? We like to do gold setting and dream boards and stuff like that, but we can't do that until the house is cleaned out. So right after New Year's is when we start putting away the Christmas decorations, right? So right after New Year's, we start putting away the Christmas decorations. And then we start cleaning out closets. We start cleaning out cabinets. 
We start getting our house ready Purging. for the year. Purging. Yeah. Yes. It is the perfect time between on New Year's Day and the rest of the break before kids go back to school to clean out closets and and just nooks and crannies, bookshelves, all that kind of stuff. So once that's done, we feel very light and you feel very free. Yeah. <laughs> this is a perfect time to start setting your goals for the next year. And hold on, let me back up for a second. One of the things I really, really like to do at Christmas time or before putting these decorations away is I have a journal that I keep with the Christmas decorations and then I write in there and I write a note to myself (laughs) of where I'm at for the year, what I'm feeling and where I want the next year to go. And it is very, very interesting to go back the next year and open that up and go, wow, this whole year has, you'd think the years are going by and nothing's changing in your life, but you will be very surprised. There's a lot that's changing in your life. Now, I remember the one year that I opened up that journal and I was, I looked back and it said, I just had another miscarriage. I don't know if I'll ever have a baby again. I really want another baby. I'm really sad. I feel very lost. I feel confused. Just had our third miscarriage. I don't know what's going on. I remember that. And when I opened that book the next year, you know what I had strapped to my chest? River. A six-week-old baby boy. Yeah. Yeah. And it was so profound. Like it was, I was like, wow, this is amazing. Amazing things can happen in a year's time. Yep. So write about it, keep a journal. Pray about it. Put it in your Christmas decorations so that you cannot look at it for the rest of the year. Okay. So- Back to the dreams and the goals. Once you've written in your journal, it's very easy for you to make some of your goals, whether it be for your family, your financial situation, your walk with God, your relationships with friends, the fun in your life, the creativity in your life, your fitness goals, all of those things. You can get a piece of paper and just go through the different categories and start writing some of those goals for yourself. And your why is something that needs to be addressed. So addressing your why and your big dreams for you and your dream board. And we love to have a dream board and I create one every year. And sometimes I draw on it and sometimes I print something out from the internet or magazines. Gotta put it in front of you. Yeah, I put it in front of me. It's not like I'm sitting there thinking, oh, I'm going to put it there and then it's going to happen. And that's just a manifestation and it's there's absolute no work involved. I don't believe in that. I believe that your goals and your dreams need to be put in front of you as a visual aid. And it's a reminder of what you're working towards. And so that's why I make our dream board. And it is pretty cool every year to see what unravels. Yeah, it is. I've enjoyed that. It's I, I used to never do that. I actually never did that. And you've started that with us. And it's it's pretty cool to when you take that that collage off or that picture off of what you had a dream on and it's now a reality. Yeah. It's very rewarding and, and, and satisfying. It's really cool. So you got what, two weeks left before Christmas? Or no, ten days after this episode. You got ten days. I encourage you to just Remember that this time of year doesn't have to be stressful unless you make it. If you buy into the whole Christmas materialistic point of view, it can be very stressful. But if you just make it special in other ways and, you know, movie nights and Christmas movie nights and making some cookies with the kids, taking them ice skating, I think that's the way more 
less <laughs> way more or less. That's a terrible grammar. It's less stressful. And that's it. That's all I got. Yeah. Just bring it back down to what Christmas is all about. We love our Christmas Eve service at Church Project, by the way. So if anybody ever wants to come visit Church Project Christmas Eve service, there's lots of them. It is absolutely beautiful. Amazing service. Till next time. Till next time. <laughs> I don't know. That was like a TV show. Till next time, kids. Listen, you're wearing a Mickey Mouse vintage club shirt. I'm trying to be part of the club. Yeah. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of According to the Castles with Amy and Trey. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. To stay up to date with the castles, follow Amy on Instagram at acastles. Until next time, have faith, enjoy life, and love abundantly. There are so many supplements out there. How do you choose? If there was just one supplement that Trey and I would recommend, it's definitely Ningxia Red. We have consistently drank Ningxia every day since May of 2015. It's a whole body health and wellness supplement that's a powerhouse full of antioxidants and nutrition. Ningxia Red is made with pureed wolfberries, also known as goji berries, along with blueberry, plum, cherry, aronia, and pomegranate juices. These are very high in antioxidants that boost immunity and protect your body against oxidative stress. It also has food-grade essential oils like orange and lemon, yuzu, and tangerine. These provide an incredible dose of D-limonene. Trust me, Google that. This is just a two-ounce shot of liquid gold, and it supports your body for better energy and healthy cellular function. Why is that? Well, that's because you're getting antioxidants equivalent to eating like eight pounds of carrots and 16 whole oranges. Trust me, your liver and your eyes will thank you. If you'd like more information, visit my website, www.amycastles.com. What was the first thing that your mom would ask you before you'd go to bed at night? Did you brush your teeth? I don't know about you, but my mom always asked that. Since I was a kid, healthy gums and teeth have always been important to me. But after a lot of research, I figured out that there's actually a lot of junk in the commercial toothpaste. Everything from SLS to artificial flavors and colors, sweeteners even. And I didn't like the way that they didn't actually get my teeth super clean. I felt like they weren't really actually supporting good overall oral health. Well, I'm so excited to tell you about a product that I created in 2016. Sparkle Dust is a non-toxic, chemical-free tooth cleansing powder that instantly brightens and strengthens and remineralizes your teeth and your gums. It will leave your teeth feeling like never before. They will feel cleaner, smoother, and brighter. You will feel like you just left the dentist. I love that feeling. Sparkle Dust is made from nine different organic earth-sourced ingredients, including minerals and clays. It's a natural solution proven to get you the smile that you've always dreamed of. Learn more about Sparkle Dust by visiting my website at www.mysparkledust.com.